The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. A uh, pretty special day today, isn't it, Tom? <laughs> Indeed, it's very special, because today we will be sharing with you a dictation from one of the Ascended Masters. And a very special Ascended Master at that. Oh, yes. We are excited to bring this dictation to you, and we will get to it in just a few short minutes. But first, I think we should share with all of you just what a dictation really is. You've certainly heard us talk about Ascended Master dictations before, but, uh, so you probably are familiar with the term. But we also know that there is a lot of confusion out there about just what a dictation actually is and how it happens. Yep. So let's dive right in, as we usually do, and start with the basics. First of all, a dictation is not channeling. In fact, it is not psychic in any way. No. The simplest explanation would be to say that the Ascended Masters, with the complete conscious awareness, permission, and participation of the messenger, engage the consciousness of the messenger, to bring their presence and their words into the physical world. Oh, and that's exactly right. A dictation is the result of a willing partnership between the masters and a legitimate messenger for the purpose of bringing forth authentic, undiluted, and unaltered teachings from the ascended master realm. The messenger, in this case, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, has undergone extensive training and preparation by the Ascended Masters in order to be the conduit through which the Ascended Masters may speak their messages to the world. Although she was chosen for the role as messenger, she always had the freedom to choose whether or not she would accept it. You know, there are many self-styled channelers and psychics in the world who have selected themselves for their roles, Mm -hmm. purporting to bring forth real teachings from spiritual realms. Unfortunately, the sincerity of some notwithstanding... The content they bring forth is often dubious at best, even though some of it has the ring of truth. Oh, that's such a good point, Terry. That ring of truth that makes channeled and psychic content so dangerous. Locked within kernels of truth are the serpentine lies that have pulled unwary souls from the homeward path for eons. And our souls are hungry for the truth about who we are and why we're here and where we're going. So anything that seems to bear answers to these essential questions gets noticed. Which is why our ancient nemesis, the fallen angels and forces of darkness, find psychicism and channeling such fertile ground for spreading their lies and half-truths. They know that they can count on two things. Hmm. One, their audience is hungry for answers. Right. And two, 
most who listen and respond to their clever, ar- their clever arguments have not been properly educated to discern half-truth from the whole truth. And that's a pity, really, because they don't know the danger they're in and walk blindly into harm's way, often to the detriment of their souls. And in being seduced by the lies and half-truths, they are unknowingly exposed to, many souls are diverted for lifetimes from the sure pathway home, if not lost altogether. You know, sorry if we seem to be making this topic somewhat scary, but you have to know what you're up against, which is another reason why the teachings of the Ascended Masters are so vital. These great and loving beings have found their way home to their true home, and their only agenda is to help you find your way home, too. They truly know the pain and peril that you face on the path, and they would teach you to become wise and aware. And all this is to say that if you're going to pay attention to messages from higher realms, you want these messages to be delivered by a trustworthy and unimpeachable source that has no hidden agenda, but only a desire to bring forth the light of truth for all to see one who has the proper attainment and attunement to receive the Ascended Master's seal of approval. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth Clare Prophet, as well as her husband before her, Mark L. Prophet, are two who bear this seal of approval. And how can you tell the wheat from the chaff? <laughs> yeah. Don't just listen with your ears. Listen with your heart and with your soul. When the message is authentic, it feels right, and its words echo within your soul, igniting a deep-seated recognition of the truth within the words that cannot be denied. You know, messages that lack this essential authenticity leave a void within. There is a lingering sense that something is incomplete or missing altogether. Now, having said all that, we ask that you take a moment to focus your consciousness, your ears, heart, and soul (laughs) to the dictation that will follow shortly. And here's something else to remember while you listen. The Ascended Masters know in advance every soul who will ever listen to their dictations. That means that they have already known and anticipated that you, who are listening right now, are among those for whom this dictation was intended. Imagine that. There is no accident that you are listening in this very moment. And for those of you who may already be familiar with this particular dictation, we want to remind you that every dictation has many levels of meaning, some of which are apparent on first learning, while other levels of meaning may not become clear until your consciousness has expanded sufficiently to allow deeper understanding. But whether you are listening to this dictation for the first or the fortieth time, you are in for a very special and unique experience. You see, the Ascended Masters have one overarching goal, to help everyone understand that the goal of life is the Ascension. They want you to join them in the etheric realm. And their mission is to provide each of you with a road map so that you may follow in their footsteps home to the heart of God. Each dictation, therefore, holds vital clues and keys to achieving this goal. Yeah, and whatever path you have taken to get to this point, it has prepared you to recognize these clues and keys and use them to accelerate your progress. That is what the Ascended Masters hope to achieve whenever they deliver a dictation. They hope that you will heed their practical teachings, advice, and wisdom so that you will someday join them as an Ascended Master yourself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> someday you are destined to become an Ascended Masters, Ascended Master, if you choose it, that is, and if you're willing to master yourself and hone your consciousness to fully embrace the path of the Ascension, your ascension. Now, Elizabeth Clare Prophet has received literally thousands of hours of dictations from the Ascended Masters, making the choice of which to share with you <laughs> a rather daunting task. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> However, in the end, we felt that there was one Ascended Master in particular whose message you would want to hear, someone known to those who follow both Eastern and Western traditions, 
And that is our friend, mentor, and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And because this compelling dictation is nearly 45 minutes long, we have broken it up into four segments. Two of these segments we will play today. The remaining two segments will be broadcast next week. And if you're listening to this program from the Open Door Archives, please look for the program titled, Jesus Speaks Part 2. What's really both amazing and wonderful about this dictation, and every dictation for that matter, is that it brings these great ascended masters to life right before us, literally, in the present moment. You know, of course, they're always with us and always present. But how often do we get to actually hear them and feel the power of their words and their love right here and now? Needless to say, you are in for a rare treat. In the first segment that follows, Jesus tells us that every child who is born comes forth full of hope with a desire for self-mastery, and that this quest is both outward and inward. Jesus also tells us that our earthly systems of education do not teach the truth of our inner (laughs) divinity. And that true balance cannot be achieved without a recognition of the light and divine potential that dwells within each of us. Jesus points out that his true mission was to bring to each of us a recognition of our true nature as Christ's in the making. Yep. In other words, he came to demonstrate the path of Christhood that each of us may follow, to show us how to do what he did. He never intended to be set apart as the exception, but rather to be the rule, the example. In fact, he came as the supreme example of what each of us may achieve. Of course, this is not what we are taught. Instead, Jesus has been idolized. And as you listen to this following dictation, both today's excerpts and next week's, Pay close attention to what Jesus wants you to know about his true mission and role. In no uncertain terms, Jesus forcefully tells us that we must awaken to the light that dwells within each of us. The path of Christhood leads to the ascension, which all of the ascended masters constantly remind us is the goal of life. You have a date with a divine destiny that your soul has sought for eons, ever since you descended from your blissful oneness with God into the dense veils of human experience. God has always desired that you return to him and reclaim your true identity and divine nature. And the truth of your real divine nature has been kept from you long enough. It is indeed time to awaken to your innate divine potential and take your rightful place among the heavenly hosts. And not as a bystander roaming the clouds (laughs) and listening to angelic choirs, but as an ascended master. So now perhaps you can see why this message is so important for you to hear. Until this moment, an awareness of your divine birthright may have been denied to you, but now that's all changed. Here is Jesus speaking directly to you to tell you personally that there's much more to you than you may realize. In the full light of the resurrection, I, Jesus, bring to you that light of your own resurrection which is indeed the enlightenment of the Spirit. Beloved in the love of the Spirit on the Lord's day, consider then what is the meaning of the Lord's day, why it is the appearing of your own I am presence, It is the internalization of the word within you, and these are not mere words that I speak, but the promise of your Father from everlasting unto everlasting. 
And thus the march of the Son of God moves on. Thus the world caught up in its usual compromises and dichotomies is all around you. But in the midst of chaos, the fire enfolding itself is the true spirit of the immortal one that you are. Now as this is a flame gathering more of itself, what we see is the equation of the soul entering in to the flame gathering process. Do you understand, my beloved, that this is the mighty work of the ages, for which work you have been given time after time, cycle after cycle, the new body, the new vessel into which you would pour the new wine of the spirit, and thus as the tiny babe comes forth, it is with full hope. Hope within the soul that this time, this embodiment, the renewal will take place and the vow is made and the striving is begun and the child determines to master the movement of limbs, to master coordination, to go out and discover the whole world as that which is the world inside. Thus the child is born with a quest for self-mastery, and by and by there is limitation placed upon that very concept of self-mastery, as others do for the child what the child can only do for itself, or as others lower the level of excellence that is required and not allow that child to reach for the stars and to discover just how high the reach must be in order to grasp the union with the I am that I am. Let the systems of education contemplated by parents and teachers take into consideration that in the child mind there is no limitation, there is an acquaintance with infinity. Time and space do not come easily to the child, and therefore while you train him to work within these confines, do not forget to allow the spirit to soar and to contemplate dimensions that are indeed infinite, the largesse of God himself, the magnanimity of God, the generosity of life, space wide and open, the vastness of the seas and the valleys and the mountains. Let the child see and know the wonder of this expanse that is his in which to create. Thus, beloved, understand that the balance between the indoor and the outdoor is the going within to the secret chamber of the heart where the child may learn the inner disciplines of energy and the mastery of detail within the mind and within his world and the going out to discover that there is an infinite potential in God, there is an infinite potential in the fire enfolding itself and the challenge of life on on earth is the wedding of the twain, thus the divinity ensconced in the humanity is the mark of the individual who is balanced. 
and those who are unbalanced in this society and civilization as always either have an over-sense of self-importance as gods which they have made of themselves, or else they have an under-sense of importance of themselves as human beings. The equation then must be the realization of the hand in the glove, the glove being the body that you wear, the hand being that movable force of the Godhead that is yours also, a power to be wielded, a love that can be given, and a wisdom that is the bread broken for you. For this is indeed my body of light, my body of light, beloved, is that light which quickeneth every cell of the mind. Oh, well, pardon me for jumping in a moment ago here, but that is the end of that first segment, which is an amazing segment of our dictation. When we return, we will hear more from this remarkable dictation by Jesus. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. In this next excerpt from the Dictation by Jesus titled, The Lord's Day, he speaks of the delicate balance between body and soul the need to break the cycles of self-limitation and mortality, and the role of the Ascended Masters as way-showers. I come then for the breaking of the confines of your own version of orthodoxy, your own version of self-limitation and mortality and self-condemnation, for above and beyond and apart from that which the false pastors have chosen to give you is your own sense 
of self-limitation and thus there is a doctrine of human values which end is the exclusion and toto of the divine man or the divine woman and thus for all intents and purposes the evolution of the soul ceases while the development of the human increases and in that increase there is more of the development of the outer that is present at any moment to snuff out the tender inspiration of the soul to reach in the fire of creativity and break the mortal coil and self-transcend. Thus it is a delicate balance, one concerning which you ought to pray, for this is the very mystery of life, weaving in and out of the responsibilities which deal with the realm of the possible, the practical life which can be lived, given all the so-called limitations, and in the very midst of these to recognize none of them and to know that the spirit as the revolutionary of God will cut right through, will not in any way allow to be placed upon itself interference or block or the putting down of even one's own karma or astrology, but the sense of the infinite within oneself able to penetrate, able to go beyond, able to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit and move to that infinite source. The stars have a goal and their goal is the central sun. They point the way to a source no longer seen. You can neither see the central sun from your vantage, nor can you see the sun behind the sun. And yet every flower tells you there is a central sun. Every cell in your body tells you there is a central sun. And your physical beating heart is the central sun of your temple. And it also tells you that the repetition of centrality in the earth, even in the fire, core of its center does remind and we speak of the infinite sun whence you came. Thus the mercy and the grace of the Father who does give you those crumbs of the loaf of universal consciousness which when you take them into yourself become the expansion of ancient self-knowledge and awareness of the foundations of life. These things are the treasures in the heart, the very heart of a soul that is juxtaposed as delicately as a rose between time and space and infinity. Thus care for the tender child, care for the tender soul, and know that there is nothing more delicate in time and space then the soul merging with the divine, the soul about to become the full awareness of God. Oh, beloved hearts, so many things that are precious and delicate in life that are so easily lost, thus understand that the harshness of the world has become the ground of the fallen angels who by their harshness would take from you the delicate flower of hope or of faith or of charity, of gentleness and grace. 
Let us ease one another's burdens. Let us remember the vision of the inner man of the heart. Let us know that the soul whom we meet has a shepherd also, and we may identify with that shepherd as we identify with the Christ in ourselves. I say we, for I am truly a very living part of this community and of all the saints on the earth. For I must supply by love, by intimation of the soul, by comfort, by the Holy Spirit, an infusion of the enlightenment of God that does not come through the normal channels of communication of religion. I must bypass tradition to convince by the wooing of my heart each and every soul whom I love, that they have a right to be fully clothed in the garment of my self-mastery, fully apparent as heirs of the throne of grace of their own individual Christhood. I come with a message which the fallen ones have declared to be blasphemy and which they have declared as blasphemy from the beginning. I preach it in the intimations of the heart to each and every soul of God. I come with a message of the living Christ within, and yet the outer preachers with the shrill voice and with the subtle criticism convince them that it is robbery for them to make themselves equal to my light and office and equal to God as I did. Beloved, I am therefore grateful for the mouthpiece by which I can deliver to you the vibration of my love and my determination, for there are yet the money changers to be cast out of the temples of the world. There are yet the barren fig trees to be cursed and withered because they do not bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. You have the right to eat from a full fig tree, each hour and day as you worship God, each Sunday as you go to church, you have the right to eat from this tree. And therefore, if the pastors are the barren fig trees, let them be judged in this hour by the universal Christ with them, for the law itself does act. And I, Jesus, do implement this law and yet were I to withdraw from the universe, I tell you the law would still act. And yet the benefit of the ascended masters with you and of yourselves embodying that Christ is that through the incarnate word, the word that has been claimed and made your own, there can come the acceleration of the cycles of Almighty God in the earth. Thus understand in the very midst of proving the dimensions of my own godhood. I had to meet precisely what you must meet. Beloved ones, the conditions are present today, yet the challenging of those in authority seems almost to be a fruitless, a thankless, and a useless engagement of time and energy. Why not leave it all and go about your business or education? For what can one voice do? Beloved ones, you seem to forget 
that the earth was not so sparsely populated as you might think in the days 2,000 years ago. And tyranny was enthroned, and people were enslaved, and injustice was abroad in the land. Now you say, what did I accomplish one voice? Well, I was not one voice. I was the voice of the living word. I was the voice of God speaking, and that power and that voice has echoed from then, backwards in time and space, into the distant past and into the future of the present moment. You also are the instrument of the word, and when the word is spoken and the truth is declared, it impresses itself and unites with the word and all other children of the light, and it is heard, it is known, and there is a self-correcting force in the very fabric of society which when the word does impinge upon it, forces the alignment of atoms and molecules and trends in society change and are remolded and aligned with the divine force of the universal word descending. Therefore, nothing is in vain and the challenging of injustice does go forth and everywhere where that vibration is manifest on earth, that is the judgment of that point of injustice. Fear not then, for there is an adjunct to this service, and that is that the word strengthens all those who allow themselves to be used by it. And the word, therefore, becomes the life force that increases the sacred fire of the spine, whereby you have the authority of the shepherd's crook. Not only to feed my sheep, but to demand that those who have made themselves secular shepherds in government, in the economy and in education, also come into alignment with the mediator who is Christ. Let the shepherds rise up then and heal the people and challenge their oppressors. It is ever the work of the living Christ. This is the message. Feed my sheep. They must be fed, first and foremost, the spiritual truth. They must be fed this truth by a gentle teaching, a firm teaching, and a striving example on your part. Beloved ones, the example shows the way of truth. Therefore, be the example, and when the example is given, they will recognize those who are not walking the path of truth, and they will grow in strength by your manifestation of strength, and they will grow weak by your manifestation of weakness, and they are demoralized as you demoralize your own reason for being in compromising that word. Fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom of his consciousness, of his mind and heart and soul. In the hour of greatest frailty or greatest error or greatest out-of-alignment state, Whatever your burden may be in that precise hour, my beloved, understand that this is the moment when God reveals himself 
when his spirit conquers, when your temple is filled with the Holy Spirit and you find that not because you have become a human God, but because you have made room, because in fact of your frailty, the Lord God has raised you up to be that instrument. Thus perfect not the human, but perfect the soul. And the perfection of the soul is known by God, even when the exterior life may have burdens and problems and all manner of karmic challenges. It is the perfection of the soul as the bride that becomes the useful instrument. Thus, beloved ones, it is always so that in your extremity God suddenly appears. Thus the preparation is for the moment and then you see the wonder of it all is that God himself is always the doer. And when you observe yourself being his instrument, you know how gracious is our God, how bountiful, how beautiful, how majestic, how fulfilling filling of all the promises he truly is and we know that not by might but by my spirit saith the Lord beware then those who come with a path of human attainment human development of superhuman talents or mentalities beware of those who attempt to prove by science that there is no need for God Beloved ones, God can never be contained in all of the extensions of human genetic engineering. It is the spirit of the Lord and that spirit only that does raise you up. That is the door to heaven. Seek him diligently and seek him in the following of the path of the prophets and the sages of East and West. Oh, <laughs> And just just feel that one for a while. Well, yes. up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Narrowly Duffy. Please stay with us. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network.
You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We are back and happy once again to welcome Dr. and Reverend Nerly Duffy to our studio. Hi, Nerly. Hi, Tom. Hi, Terry. <laughs> Hi, Nerly. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it's always fun. Indeed. It is fun. So, what do you think of today's program <laughs> focusing on a dictation by Jesus Christ? Ooh, I love it. Um, I think people need to hear from the Master. Yep. Times yep. are so challenging. Of course, you know, Jesus had the answers 2,000 years ago. Yeah. He's going to have the answers now. Mm-hmm. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I think what's known in secret, the dictations, are going to be shouted from the housetops. Yay, amen. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, so that our listeners will have a good basic understanding of dictations, would you please tell us uh, what a dictation is and what it isn't? Yeah, good. Very good, very good. Well, very simply, a dictation by an ascended master, whether it's Jesus or Buddha or Mary or one of the great saints who's ascended, they contain the light and energy of the master. And the words are the master's teaching, but they're also cups of consciousness for the master. So you receive the light and the energy of that master when you're listening, and you, and you can absorb that energy into your aura and your chakras. Mm-hmm. Now, dictations are not channeling or psychicism or communion with the dead or with spirits that mutter and peep, as they say in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, a dictation takes place in a hallowed and sacred force field. It's delivered through one who is an anointed messenger, and it's always communication with beings who are ascended and therefore fully enlightened. And that's very important. So basically, the master is communing with his disciples, the people that he loves, the children of the light everywhere. And he's delivering his consciousness and his teaching to us personally. And so that spiral of light within the words is for our quickening and spiritual initiation. You know, one of the things that we, we didn't do today, and I think partly because we won't be around when people listen to the archive version mm. of the show, is that there is a way to prepare. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's just a simple call, mm-hmm. something that says, you know, I'm ready now to receive mm-hmm. this cup of light, mm-hmm. as you put it in this mm-hmm. dictation. Would you perhaps share yeah. with us maybe just a simple very, call? Very simply, um, you would just close your eyes. You mm. would take a breath in and out. You would center in your heart. You would see your mighty I am presence above you, and you would address your beloved Holy Christ self, and you would say, Beloved Holy Christ self, I am ready to receive the words of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please help me to make my attunement so that I can hear what the Master has to say to me this day. And then you adjust it according to the will of God, mm-hmm. and you say, Amen. You know, one of the other things that I've heard before, and in fact, I probably had this in my own consciousness in the beginning, was that these dictations require, to some extent, a a willing suspension of disbelief Mm -hmm. because they are coming from a place of truth and light that if someone chooses, we were talking about this Mm -hmm. uh, off mic a little while ago, um, the difference between listening to respond, you know, Mm -hmm. not listening to say, well, that's wrong or or, that's whatever, Mm -hmm. instead of giving yourself the grace to listen, to understand. And when you open your heart, your your ear, your inner ears, you can do that with this. Yeah. Even with the simplest of calls, yeah. say, you know, Lord, open my ears, open my heart, open my soul to hear the truth in this. 
because this is only for your benefit. Yeah. yeah. And and it, it reminds me of a statement that my father used to say. He said, you know, if you're not sure about something, a spiritual truth, mm-hmm. listen and just put it on the shelf. Leave it there for a while. Yeah. Come back in a few days, a month. Listen again. Pick it up. And in the meantime, you've prayed and you ask God to show you. Show me the truth. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking about a listener, you know, maybe somebody who has never heard a dictation before, and they're thinking, you know, is this really Jesus yeah. 2,000 years later? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I love Jesus, but is he speaking to me now? And so you do have to enter a different realm. You do have to suspend a little bit of disbelief, mm-hmm. and yet your soul really knows it. Your soul knows you, you, it. You know yeah. that, you know, Jesus can speak in my heart. You know, many Christians tell me that. You know, Jesus, you know, I heard Jesus say, go and do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. But yeah. Lord, I don't really want to walk on water right now. Do you think I can? <laughs> well, you know, hold his hand and he'll help you. Well, and one of the things we, we've mentioned many times is that there's no hidden agenda here that, that Jesus yeah. and the rest of the ascended masters want us to awaken to our own innate divine potential. And mm. in fact, he does not mince words when he speaks of the need for balance between mm. our human manifestation mm-hmm. and our innate divinity. Mm. Yet our systems of education <laughs> barely recognize our innate divinity, much less teach us about it. You know, why do you think the concept of our inner light, our innate divine potential is so difficult for some to accept? I remember going through medical school in my 20s in Australia and just going like, you know, you have to get your mind around all these facts, but there's nothing of the spiritual in it. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for somebody who is of the light to do that. You have to just push that aside. I think it's hard for us to sometimes accept our own innate <clears throat> divine potential because Jesus said in this dictation, it's our own sense of self-limitation. And he also alluded to the fact that we absorb the programming of the fallen angels, particularly in many churches, where we condemn ourselves. Yeah. I'm a miserable sinner. Uh-huh. You know, I can only make it in Jesus' coattails. But, you know, the Bible said, know ye not that ye are gods. Yeah. There's a couple of layers of meaning to this simple statement. You are a god. You are a god in the making. But you are gods means you also belong to God. You're a divine being. You have a higher self. Your I am presence. Your holy Christ self can act through you. And the more you allow your holy Christ self to act through you, you become less of the human and more of the divine. You know, sometimes orthodoxy seems to seek to limit our experience of the light, our our experience of our spiritual nature. And what I'm hearing you just say now, of course, uh, and we always hear in these Sinda Masters dictations, they are seeking to have us have an expansion of our awareness of our own light. The Masters are. The the Masters are. And I mean... It baffles me, frankly. I mean, is it control? I mean, is there some agenda that they're trying to enforce? He said it. He said it in that dictation. He said the greatest blasphemy that they accused him of is saying, you know, you are the son of God. Yeah. You, you are, you know, you are God. You know, yeah. that's, the, that's the biggest fear that the fallen angels have because you know what? If we, each of us, in America, in every nation, really realize, okay, I am the son of God. If I hold Jesus' hand, I can walk on water. I can do what he's asking mm-hmm. me to do. Mm-hmm. We, I can become the Christ. All the empowerment. Game's over. Yeah. They're yeah. really upset about that. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it just keeps coming back to the chart of your divine self. You are God. Just realize it. Just accept it every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's so simple. But but sometimes we just trip, we stub our toes on the simple stuff. Well, we, yeah. it's our divine birthright. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, this idea that we all share in uh, the same potential uh, as Jesus, you know, to realize and demonstrate Christhood, would have gotten us burned <laughs> at the stake not that long oh, ago. Yes. You know, that's uh, oh, kind yes. of where we're going here. With and this. in some countries, it could still get you in hot water. In, in hot water, yeah. <laughs> in hot water. Well, are we putting any of our listeners in danger by opening these doors to the true nature of our being? You're you such know. a sweetheart. I, uh, <laughs> I think in certain circles, yes, and I think in some countries, definitely. It really depends on whether the opinion of others is important to you or whether you love God and want to please God. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people, even in this country, who have been rejected by their pastors or their family for their beliefs, You know, whether it was reincarnation, karma, or that they could become God. Yeah. Um, but they were not moved by it because... By that stage, they're long past it. Jesus said that, you know, if they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. But persecution now is a little bit different to 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Praise God, they really <laughs> in this nation can't take you out and go, okay, nails in the, you know, up on the cross. Right. But we can be on the cross in certain ways. So it really kind of goes with the territory because the fallen ones will never admit that you or I could be or are becoming a son and daughter of God. We can know a true freedom that we haven't known in centuries. It's terribly liberating, but it's terribly threatening oh to them. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember. So I don't think it's dangerous. I think it's fantastically liberating. Well, and for some it's dangerous because it undermines their their authority yeah. in, in terms of an orthodox point of view. Yeah. I was thinking of something. You reminded me. I don't know who said this, but it was argue for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours. Yeah, that's you know? very good. Yeah. And, very um, good. you know, going back to the um, first excerpt from Jesus' dictation that we heard today, he said that in the mind of a child, there is no limitation. Yeah. And in teaching the child how to work within time and space, we must be careful to let the spirit soar. You know, we're talking about allowing the child to understand his or her role as a co-creator with God, aren't we? I thought it was very interesting that he spoke so much about the child and mm-hmm. children. And, and, and his statement, you know, you can, you can only enter the kingdom of heaven if you become a child. Mm-hmm. Children have the capacity to know and understand God. They sit and they think and they play and there's no sense of limitation. <laughs> One mother asked her daughter, Debbie, does your body make you happy? She said, my body is the happy. So she's saying, I'm it. I'm the happy. I'm not just a piece of it. I'm all of it. This child understands the I am presence, the I am that I am. Oh, it's great. Well, we, we, we've got to take a break here. No, um, I don't I'm, want to. I know. I'm never been too much fun. But I'm okay, a co-creator. We'll come back. We'll come back. We will. When we return, we'll continue our discussion of Jesus' true mission, our true natures, and much more. Stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On the open door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you ascended master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. 
To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And once again, we're back for more discussion about Jesus' true mission and our divine potential with Narrowly Duffy. Now, before the last break, we were talking about children, mm-hmm. and I saw this wonderful look on your face, Terry. You want to explain that? Well, I'm I'm still trying to imagine a classroom full of soaring spirits <laughs> and divine co-creators, you know, oh, three-year-olds, oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the teachers of these children will have to be truly enlightened, won't they? Oh, yeah. Which begs the, the question, question, where do we find these teachers? Well, you know what? Terry, you actually find them every night when you go to sleep. (laughs) You go to the classrooms of the spirit, the retreats of the ascended masters in the heaven world, and you meet the teachers who are the masters and the angels. And when you think about it, sometimes the teacher is the little child. Have you ever noticed that? You know, (laughs) they will just tell you the truth right out there. Well, they're closer to the truth than we are. Yes, 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 yes. Well, um, let's stay with this subject for a moment longer. Um, And let's imagine that one of the first lessons our children learn mm. is that they are here to do one thing, mm-hmm. ascend. Mm-hmm. At that moment, everything changes. I mean, mm. the material world will have less appeal and the spiritual realms will become infinitely more inviting. How realistic is this scenario? I think it's extremely realistic. I, th- I, I see more and more children um, that I speak to of all ages. They know it already. I'll tell you a little story. Went on a boat um, and it was in the north of Australia and we just met this couple and they said to us, um, you know, for some reason, our son is really excited about meeting you. And he's only like, you know, two or three. We get on the boat. He takes me to the bottom of the boat. I said, well, you know, what's going on? And something told me to show him the chart of the, of the divine self. Uh-huh. I said, here's the chart. Have you seen this before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seen that. I said, well, <laughs> well, um, do you want me to show this to your parents? Yep, yep. That's why you're here. I said, okay, well, I guess there's probably nothing else I can tell you, right? Nope, nope. I go up on the... Deck and I show the parents the chart and you know this child knew it all. That was his so divine we, mission. Yeah, so we try to make them forget wow. as adults that you know, mm-hmm. but they always knew that. They knew it, and their yeah. souls know. And and uh, the ascension is the goal of life, and the soul who's here for the last time and comes to an embodiment, they know they're going to ascend. They're not going to be deterred. They can be delayed, waylaid a bit, right. you know. Off on a off on a sidetrack, but the inner desire burns on, and it won't let them go. Yeah, and I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we heard Jesus talk about universal consciousness and the fact that deep within each of us, we carry ancient memories of the real foundations of life and our original divine wholeness. Is this knowledge we can regain all at once, <laughs> or are we better off having this knowledge returned to us, you know, bit by bit? In other words. How much divine revelation can we take and how fast? Okay, I, I think I'm sensing, Terry, that you're a bit worried if you put your finger in the light socket. I, I am. You're going to get fried. Yeah, yeah. Um, your soul knows it all anyway, 
and your higher self directs the rate at which you absorb it and understand it. And if you pay attention to your higher self, it'll direct you where you need to go in the next aha moment. Uh-huh. If you're not sure of something, put it on the shelf, come back to it later. Take it a step at the time. And remember, you're also learning at inner levels at night. So you don't, you don't really need to worry about biting off a bit more than you can chew because your higher self, your inner soul, it'll, it'll direct you. It's kind of got a governor on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. It, it won't let you, you know. Yeah. Well, I think it kind of. Get too shocked. <laughs> well, there is the admonition from the ascended masters not to storm heaven. Yes. Um, in yes. fact, what does this mean in light of our impatience to get home? Well, there's there's two aspects of that. This is a very good question. It's one thing to storm heaven with prayers and adjust them to the will of God. Mm-hmm. It's okay to do that. You know, you have a, a son or a daughter who has leukemia and they're going through treatment and you need help and, mm-hmm. you, you know, masters, angels, you know, I'm sending you as much prayers as I can. That's mm-hmm. one thing. But the phrase that's very relevant here from the Bible is heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Yeah. The violent are the fallen angels and they're the ones who try to take heaven by force and they try to get us to do it too. And here's a good example. The trap of drugs. You know, if oh. I just take a mind-altering drug, I can know the mind of Christ Mm-hmm. And I can just, you know, absorb yeah. the entire universe. Well, that's a very good way to burn out your circuits. And they have your life in ruins. It's, yeah. it's terrible. Oh. And so they get us to do that. But just remember, it took us time to get where we are now. The Christ consciousness doesn't happen overnight, or it might. Um, God has to test us. He has to know that we can be trusted with this Christ mm-hmm. illumination, not misuse it. That's why we have a lifetime. That's why we have... Um, opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah. And we can transmute the past. We can live in the now. And the future is going to take care of itself. So, again, go back to your higher self. Don't worry about it too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can still accelerate our progress, can't we, by using oh. the violet flame, for example? Oh, the, the the best thing you can do is the violet flame. Just that simple phrase, I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. Mm. Yeah, St. Yeah, Germain yeah. says, you know, that will get you where you want to go quicker than anything. Wow. It'll solve Every problem. He said, just say it as much as you can. When you get up in the morning, at night, at noon, into the teeth of every problem. Yeah, the violet flame is, I mean, that's a total gift. Oh, yeah. is it ever? Well, self-mastery is a mm. common theme woven throughout the Ascended Master yeah, teachings. Yeah, Jesus spoke about it, didn't he? Yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and again, this may be a self-evident question, but what is it within ourselves that we must master. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Master ourselves, mm-hmm. self-mastery. It's unique for every person, but the patterns are similar for all of us. Our habit patterns, mm-hmm. our karma, our psychology, why we do what we do, why we do the things we shouldn't do, and why we don't do the things we should do, our personality patterns, our upbringing, our genetics, our environment. All of these can be transmuted and we can gain mastery over them. And we just do it day by day, little by little, because the universe will bring you today exactly what you need to work on. Right. You know, your toes sore, you know, what do you, what do you need to learn from that? Yeah. Well, on this subject of co-equality with God, Jesus said, quote, In the very midst mm. of proving the dimensions of my own godhood, I had to meet precisely what you must meet, oh, thank unquote. You. What did he mean by that? <laughs> well, he was, if, if you, if you read the next sentence, he's, he's basically saying, I had to meet the fallen angels. I had to speak up in the face of mm-hmm. burdens and problems 
in the governments of the nations in you know there, there was spiritual wickedness in high places yeah. Yeah. he also had to meet his own not self his own carnal mind and he had to stand face and conquer he had to deal with demons i mean he in his life he totally demonstrated what we have to deal with but we're dealing with it in a slightly different way yep yep 2000 years later yeah it's a bit more subtle now but like you said, there's still there were a lot of people then. It's not like lot, the, yeah. the world was 150 folks, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. a big, big, big world. Yeah. Well, we're getting close to the end of our hour. Amazingly, it goes by so fast. And there's one perhaps wordy question that may require a simple answer, but I want to try to remember the quote from the dictation. Um, referring to claiming the incarnate word as our own and how this flies mm-hmm. in the face of accepted orthodoxy today, Jesus made this statement, quote, Yet the challenging of those in authority seems almost to be a fruitless a thankless and a useless engagement of time and energy. Why not leave it all and go about your business or education for what can one voice do? Unquote. And here's what he said in answer to his own question. I was not one voice. I was the voice of the living word. I was the voice of God speaking. You also are the instrument of the word. In other words, we are not simply one voice for the truth. We are together the voice of living truth. We each really do have the power to make a difference, don't we? Yeah, you know, you can hear the voice of the tempter saying, why not just leave it all, just go about your business. Yeah. You know, one voice, you can't do anything. Yeah. And that's such a <laughs> lie because we can. I mean, if one of us becomes the Christ, let alone thousands and millions of us, can you imagine? Oh. You can choose the battle, you can choose the battle ground, but you can use the word and change the world. And if we're united, and if we get together in groups, in our homes, in our families, in our churches, in our communities, and we speak the word, we're going to be even more powerful. Uh-huh. And we don't have to worry about who, what, where, when. You know, just, just speak the word and it will go out as ripples in the pond and it will, it will change the world. Je- Jesus is still changing the world 2,000 years later. Well, I think that's, that's a wonderful note to leave this part one of our two-part um, program. So be mm. sure to listen to um, Jesus Speaks Part 2, which we'll be broadcasting next week and it will be archived. And got to say, another hour's vanished, and it's time to wrap things up, unfortunately. Mm. And I, I want to thank you, Nearly, again for joining us. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure for me. And, and we want to thank you out there, too, for joining us as well. If you have any questions or concerns, simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And we'll mm. do our best to answer you promptly. Yes, and in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of this world. world. God bless you all, everyone. See you soon. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.